This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. The Iowa Democratic Party just announced the first results of the Iowa caucuses. Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg are neck and neck. But these are only partial results, and they came a day after they were expected. Because last night's election did not go as planned. The party is struggling to get results from the Iowa caucus after technical problems with the system. This night is shaping up to be a massive reality check for Democrats. It is an inauspicious start, to say the least. Maybe last night you went to bed and you said, well, when I wake up, I'll know the results of the Iowa caucuses. You wake up and you say, oh, what happened in Iowa? This morning, we still don't know the results of the Iowa caucuses. The plan last night was that each caucus site would gather its own totals and send them, via an app, to the Iowa Democratic Party headquarters. But the app flopped. Today on the show, Iowa's caucus catastrophe and the app that caused it. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. And I'm Kate Leinbach. It's Tuesday, February 4th. This is Eliza. Hey, Eliza. This is Kate. Hi, how are you? Eliza Collins covers the Bernie Sanders campaign. Where do we find you? I am in the lobby of a Holiday Inn. We're getting ready to take the charter with Sanders to New Hampshire. Eliza was at the same Holiday Inn last night for the Bernie Sanders watch party. It was packed with people who were very excited about Sanders. They had signs that said Bernie. Um, A lot of people were wearing their gear. A big thing for Sanders supporters is to wear their vintage gear. So you see lots of old T-shirts and hats, people decked out in buttons. We were expecting it to be a good night for Sanders, even if he didn't win. You know, probably about 9.30, I had just shown up at the event. And it was definitely clear that there was a problem. The Democratic Party had said they'd be releasing results in batches, and we still didn't have anything. And the majority of caucuses started at 7 p.m. So we were expecting some results. And when it didn't come, we were seeing some frustration with some of his aides who were talking with us. They just seemed a little bit stressed out. He kept saying that they didn't know anything. And so that was sort of the tip-off that something was wrong. The results that were supposed to arrive within the hour still weren't there. At first, Iowa's Democratic Party released a statement saying it was doing some quality checks with the results, which Eliza says confused the Sanders campaign but didn't dampen their good spirits. So at that point, they were saying, you know, the Democratic Party has done a good job on this. Let's just wait and see. 
But as time went on, there was this increasing frustration and confusion and questions. Sanders' deputy campaign manager was spending time with some of the press. And there was just this lapse in what he was hearing on the ground at the party versus what people at his headquarters were hearing. And it just wasn't clear how information was getting to them. There was some confusion about whether it would be a meeting or a call. And we were just really waiting for anything. And the Sanders campaign for a long time was also just as confused as we were. And at some point in the evening, the campaign must have realized they weren't going to get official results anytime soon. Yeah. The reason, it turned out, that the results still were not in wasn't because of quality checks, per se. The problem lay with an app, the app that the Iowa Democratic Party was using to report the results from each caucus site. And that meant it was going to be a long night. Were you planning on staying up late last night to watch the Iowa caucuses? No, I was going to go to bed at nine. It was going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) This is Deepa Sitha Raman. She covers technology. She did not end up going to bed at 9 because she was looking into this app that the Iowa Democratic Party used this year. The app was the result of a plan they'd been pursuing for a while. The Iowa Democratic Party was trying to find all these different ways to modernize voting on the ground. In the run-up to the caucuses over the summer, the Iowa Democratic Party was also contemplating a plan to allow voting by phone, these virtual caucuses but ultimately had to drop the plan because of the the DNC objected to the idea over security concerns. And that's how they landed on this particular app. And so they they had an idea, voting by phone, which may sound good to some people, sounds terrible to me, and they got dinged for it. Basically, the Democratic National Committee was like, this isn't going to happen. Right. Right. And so then they they thought about plan B. And about a couple of months ago, the Iowa Democratic Party uh, contracted with this small company in Washington, D.C. to build an app. And what was the app supposed to do? It was supposed to be an easy way to tally the votes. You're able to sort of count everything up and report it to the mothership in a, in a really easy way. I mean, that's how the party officials described it before. They talked about the convenience and reliability and the speed. That isn't what happened. In a caucus system, people participate in two rounds of vote tallying. They select their first choice. And then if their top candidate doesn't get enough support, they pick a second. This app would send both of those rounds to party headquarters. But that isn't what happened because some mistakes were made along the way. Starting with the fact that the Iowa Democratic Party didn't do much training to help the people who were going to use it. The Iowa Democratic Party put together this mobile app for the different precinct captains and started letting them know in the last couple of weeks, so in January, which is, you know, a little bit late (laughs) for a lot of the precinct captains, especially those in rural areas. So it's sort of in the beginning was already causing a little bit of consternation. Additionally, you had cybersecurity experts who were also concerned with this idea of using an app to, to tally results and who thought that maybe this wasn't the most secure way to do it. So you're walking into Monday 
uh, with these two big concerns. There's this organizational concern on the ground of, can we actually use this? And then there are the broader sort of security concerns that experts are airing publicly. One of the concerns from cybersecurity experts was that the Iowa Democratic Party was being secretive about the app. The party turned down an offer from the Department of Homeland Security to vet the app. And for months, the party wouldn't say who it paid to build the app, but said it was confident in the app's security. What can you tell us about the company behind the app? So the app itself was built by this company called Shadow, which is a small, relatively new company. Shadow is supposed to be sort of tech for campaigns and introduce sort of this new edge to the Democratic Party. Shadow is sort of an ominous name. Like, I'm not sure that would be the name that I would pick for a... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I heard a lot of jokes about that last night. I wouldn't say great jokes. People were tired. People were tired. Nobody was on their (laughs) A-game. On its website, Shadow describes itself as a company that builds affordable and easy-to-use tools for progressives. Affordable seems to check out, considering what the Iowa Democratic Party paid for the app. If you look at state records, around $63,000 over two payments. $63,000 doesn't seem like a lot of money to me, but where does that fit in the scale of the cost of making typical apps? Some researchers have told us that that's pretty cheap. But while the app may have been cheap to build, it wasn't so easy to use. Problems started surfacing pretty quickly. There were certain precinct captains who were uncomfortable with the technology period, especially those in kind of rural areas of Iowa. Some places, they weren't equipped for everyone to be able to use a smartphone. Some precinct chairs said they couldn't download the app or log into the app. There were issues around poor cell phone service, and there were a bunch of user errors that were emerging. So precinct chairs were starting to call in. They had a secure phone line, like the hotline, to report results and being put on hold for hours. This morning, my colleague spoke to one precinct chair in an area called Grundy County in Iowa. And it's a rural area. You know, they didn't receive any training and they thought it would be better to be safe then sorry, and decided not to use the app. They just didn't want to chance it. And so she was trying to get her results phoned in, and she was put on hold. And around 12.30 in the morning, she she gave up. She called back at 6 a.m., and the person who picked up the phone was the Iowa Democratic Party chair, Troy Price. Troy Price picked up the phone? Yeah. So I guess they're so short-staffed on that side that the head of the Iowa Democratic Party is responding to calls on this backup hotline uh, to try to get results together. I mean, that just sort of underscores for you the kind of organizational chaos they are in. On top of all of these user issues, there was also a technical failure. They copped to a couple of technical issues with the app. They keep reiterating that this isn't a hack and, and the systems weren't compromised, but it's clear that the app was buggier than expected. It's amazing to me because what we are talking about, there's like 14 categories of candidates, there are 1,700 precinct sites, and there are three lines of data from each site. So that's not a tremendous amount of data to have to process in an app. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't make apps, but that's just my opinion. 
No, I, I think that's that's one of the questions that we we're trying to answer. Like, what exactly happened here? How did this fail so spectacularly? The Iowa Democratic Party said there was a coding error in the app that caused last night's delay. The error caused the app to only report out partial data. And while the party insists the underlying data in the app was accurate, it also says it's relying on paper ballots to confirm the results. Shadow, the company that made the app, apologized for causing the delay. But the chaos surrounding the caucuses in Iowa has other states worried. Nevada, another state that holds caucuses instead of a primary vote, was planning on using shadow technology later this month. In a statement this morning, the Nevada Democratic Party said they've cut ties with shadow and are evaluating the best path forward. The party may be trying to move forward, but the roots of this debacle date back to 2016. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Buzz around artificial intelligence is seemingly everywhere. Is your portfolio keeping up? Consider the Global X Artificial Intelligence and Technology ETF, ticker AIQ, which invests in dozens of stocks at the leading edge of this disruption. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Technology companies can be affected by rapid product obsolescence and intense industry competition. Before investing carefully, consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the full or summary prospectus at GlobalXETFs.com. Read carefully. Distributed by SEI Investments Distribution Company. Welcome back. The odd thing about this app failure is that it may not have happened were it not for Bernie Sanders and a dispute that the Sanders campaign had with the Democratic Party back in 2016. Here's Eliza. Basically, in 2016, Sanders was this long-shot candidate who ended up coming quite close to winning the nomination. Now, Sanders is an independent senator, but he ran as a Democrat in 2016. And so there were a lot of complicated feelings towards Sanders from the Democratic Party about sort of the process. A lot of Sanders supporters felt like it was unfair. Sanders wasn't alone. After Hillary Clinton won the nomination in 2016, both her supporters and the supporters of Sanders formed a commission intended to make the party nomination process more fair. This commission made a bunch of changes to the way the party selects its nominees. It limited the power of so-called superdelegates, party officials who get a voting say in who gets the final nomination. And it created more transparency around vote totals. And this movement filtered down to state parties, including in Iowa. So in Iowa, originally they had just reported the final results of the caucus at the end of the night. Back in 2016, if a person in Iowa caucused for a candidate, and that candidate didn't have enough votes to be viable, the caucus-goer would make a second choice. It was only the results of that second vote that would be reported publicly. 
But the Sanders campaign said, well, that's not actually the only thing that should matter because people should be recording who their first choice is because that's technically who they wanted to vote for. And that is a number that would benefit someone like Bernie Sanders because in the first choice, he's going to have strong support. But when some of these lower candidates are not viable, they might not necessarily go to someone like Bernie Sanders. They might go to someone else that is more ideologically aligned. But those original numbers still show a strong support for Sanders. It's sort of what the campaign was assuming today and some others, but they were the big push um, behind this, were able to get this change. So the Democratic Party was supposed to release multiple results. But of course, the party didn't release multiple results. Last night, it didn't release any results at all. So in the mind of the Sanders campaign, what went wrong last night and who do they blame? So they're really careful to lay blame at this moment, but I think that it could still come. What we are seeing is questioning about just the process largely. I mean, they had this app that had not been tested widely ahead of the caucuses. They didn't have a sort of dry run. And that is concerning that they launched it for the first time. Some people were just downloading it for the very first time, learning how to use it. So the Sanders campaign had been wary of this process. So wary that the Sanders campaign actually created their own app to track the results of the caucuses last night. The app collected the totals from about 40% of the precincts and made an assessment of who was winning, which is one justification for why Bernie Sanders implied last night, without an official tally, that he had won. Feeling that at some point the results will be announced. And when those results are announced, I have a good feeling we're going to be doing very, very well here in Iowa. So they wanted to have their data, their results. And that's ultimately why those numbers later in the night, because they felt confident in their numbers. Now, again, they're not verified numbers. So we don't know what could happen. And it was only 40% of the results. But they had enough questions about the process early on that they've created an app of their own. And now, nearly a day after the caucuses began, Iowa Democrats still haven't released all of the results. And how does it feel to you as a political reporter? Like, this was the first pitch of the 2020 election, and it was bad. Does it, is it kind of foreboding for you? It was bad. It feels like it's going to be a long ride. You know, it's been weird. There are all sorts of weird symbols. I mean, we're in the middle of Iowa. It was 50 degrees this weekend. Snow was melting and flooding down the street. The gold standard local poll that you know, everyone looks to that was supposed to be released Saturday night, got pulled at the last minute about questions of inaccuracies. We really went in not knowing who was ahead in the final days. You know, there's just been all sorts of weird confusion. So it just sort of felt like, of course, like, of course, this is chaotic in the end. But this is a time when we're really dealing with technology in a way that we have not before. So I don't think this is the end of questions about technology as this process goes on. That's all for today, Tuesday, February 4th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. 
If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We come out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.